Hey guys, it's Caitlin of Fearfully Fierce. Entrepreneur, special educator, teacher, and all-around giver of good vibes. Have you left a review yet? If you haven't, head on over to iTunes, hit that subscribe button if you aren't already subscribed, because when you subscribe, then you get notifications when there's a new episode, so that you always stay up to date, you always know what's happening, and you get to hang out with me. So head on over to iTunes, hit that subscribe button, and leave me a review so that I can know what you think of the episode, what you think of the podcast, and what you want to hear about, because this podcast is for you guys, and if I don't know what you want to hear, I can't give it to you, and that's what I want. I want to talk about things that are relevant to what's happening in your life. So head on over, leave me the review, tell me what you think, and who knows, maybe you'll be featured on the review of the week. So I'm not going to lie, guys. I just finished my spin class, and I'm sitting there, and I'm thinking, first of all, how many more songs do I have left? How, why did I have all those ice creams? I probably didn't need the chips. And it's Thursday. So that means tomorrow is Friday, which also means it's podcast day. I don't have any interviews lined up for this week. What am I going to talk about? And then I was like, I know what I could talk about. But it's not my favorite thing to talk about in terms of myself. So what are we talking about today? We are talking about health, weight, and eating. (laughs) As I just mentioned, I ate a whole lot of things yesterday that I know for a fact are not contributing very much to my overall health and wellness. Did I eat them anyway? Yep. Did I regret it? No, but there is a little bit of guilt there because I know I didn't need them and I ate them anyways. So today I want to just kind of talk about my own feelings, issues, struggles with food and kind of where I'm at now and the things that I've learned over the last couple of years and what I try to implement and kind of what's worked for me in the past and what I try and build in to my everyday and kind of where I fall short because that's life and that's what happens and that's why I'm not where I want to be exactly. So I want to start off by saying that I have always sort of been right in the middle. You know, I've never been super thin. I've never been super athletic. I've never been super overweight, super unhealthy. I've just kind of hovered in the middle of... I I look okay, but I've never, you know, kind of felt really good about where I'm at and I've always sort of wanted to be healthier, wanted to be thinner, wanted to be stronger, definitely gotten to my biggest point and realized 
okay, you're, we need to cut back a little bit and re revisit some choices here. And I think that's something that a lot of women relate to. And one thing I want to say that I heard on a podcast the other day was always remember that no matter where you're at in your fitness journey, there's always another person who is wishing they were where you are right now. And I think that's really big because I don't know if I know any woman who is perfectly happy, satisfied with the way that she looks. There might be, but I don't, and I mean, I might get, I might get some, some, some lash back from kind of saying this, but I, I don't know a lot of women who are completely happy with where they are, don't feel like they could be better and making better choices. Maybe that's a better way to word it. But either way, we're all, we're all not in a spot where, you know, we love everything about our body. And this isn't to say that I want to kind of cater to this image that society's painted for women because that is, I have a big problem with that. My biggest thing is health. Are you being healthy? Are you eating the right things? Are you being active? And those are the things that I ask myself and it's not always a check mark next to those things. And when that happens, you know, I'm, I'm aware of it. And I think that's the biggest step when you're just kind of like, you know, F it all, like whatever, this is just how it is. And I, I don't know why I'm the way I am. Well, okay. What are, what are you eating for breakfast? What are you eating for lunch? What are you eating for dinner? Are you snacking? Are you exercising? Are you moving around? You know, are you sitting all day? These are the things that accumulate over time. And so as I said, you know, high school, I was average, you know, I was weight wise, probably, you know, in the one thirties, one forties, and I'm short, but you know, it's sort of allocated itself, but you know, I've always had hips. I've always had a little bit in the midsection. I've always had, uh, you know, I've got a butt, I've got a chest and it's, that's where things sit. And, you know, as I got older, it didn't really shift too much, but it just kind of stayed and accumulated a little bit. And, you know, it was probably to the point where about two years ago, I got to my heaviest, which I was almost 160. And 160 for a five foot two person is a lot. And I was noticing and I was not, not thrilled. And so I finally told myself, all right, let's, let's start looking into this and figuring where we can make some changes. And now I was fair, not really active. You know, I would go to the gym sometimes. I would try and walk and, you know, be semi-active, but like for the most part, it wasn't like I was had a gym routine. I didn't have a workout routine. 
So I really wasn't getting that exercise that, you know, you need to get every single day, you know, get your heart rate up and keep that so that you're staying healthy. And so I got a gym membership and I started going and I I liked it. And the big thing that I realized was food. Food was where I was going to need to make a change because I don't know if you, you've all experienced, you know, working out and exercising and not getting the results that you want. And I'm going to tell you that it was not until I was both exercising and eating well that I started to see the change. I would do one or the other and it was not nearly as effective as when I was doing both. That for me was the missing piece, both exercise and eating well. And so the change that I made first was I found this blog that was called a hundred days of real food. And I was just very intrigued. You know, I've always been one who loves to cook, who loves to bake, who loves to make food. And so I'm a very visual person too. And, you know, the blog had lots of pictures, it had descriptions. And so I was, I loved it. And it was all things that I liked to eat also on top of, you know, healthy things in there as well. But the main point of her blog and her journey was she only ate real food and the real food was not only organic, some of it was organic, but kind of going into how, you know, organic isn't necessarily better for you. You really need to look at the ingredients that are in your food. And what that means is when you pick up a box Say you pick up a box of regular pasta at the grocery store, turn it over, look at the ingredients. Can you say all of them? Number one. And number two, how many are there? Her rule is if you're buying something that is already packaged and processed, it's five ingredients or less. This was huge. Just that alone kind of changed grocery shopping for me because if you are going anywhere other than the perimeter of the store which mind you that's that's your golden spot those are those are the places you need to be for the things that you should be eating the outside of the store but when you do need things on the inside of the store that's your packaged processed you know canned boxed all that kind of stuff Flip it over to the ingredients and look at what's in it because a lot of the stuff that you're usually grabbing for has a lot more than five ingredients. However, once you're aware of that, you can look a little deeper and still find things that are pretty similar to what you wanted, but they're a whole lot better for you. So that was huge. And then kind of making the shift of, okay, I'm reaching for cereal. It's got 95 things that I can't even pronounce in it. 
So this probably isn't great to be putting into my body, especially first thing in the morning. So what are my options here? And she then, you know, will give you a granola recipe, which is fabulous. And it's all ingredients, you know, it's oats, it's nuts, it's honey, it's salt, it's cinnamon, and you just bake it and then you can put it over milk. You can put it with yogurt. You can eat it by itself. You can add in raisins. And if you want to add in some chocolate chips for a little sweetness, you know, you're controlling the ingredients yourself versus having somebody else do it for you and having all this crap added in. So that was big for me. And it's, I'm not going to lie to you, it's prep up front. Meal prepping is a lot of work, but it is so much more effective for you to stay on track throughout the week because you don't, you take out the guesswork, you take out the chance for you to not know what you're going to eat and then you reach for something that's not as good for you. And so prepping ahead of time, you know, your lunches, your dinners, your snacks, and making it all so that you have it ready on hand then sets you up for success throughout the week and even further out if you're, you know, freezing your things. So that for me was really big too. And once you're making your own stuff, you realize, A, it's not that hard. And B, you're controlling what you're putting in, like I said. So you know what's in your food and you know that it's good for you. So that those two things were really big, kind of the meal prep and the looking at ingredients that you're putting in, that you have in your food. Then I really liked something that I've recently found, which is a green smoothie in the morning. Now, I will say, I have been falling off this wagon for the main reason that I've been getting up to do a 5.30 spin class a couple days a week. And I'm just going to call myself out. I've been lazy and I haven't gotten to the store to get a sort of insulated cup so that I can make my smoothie the night before, have it in the fridge so that I can have it for after my class and it's still cold and it's not gross and warm. But a smoothie in the morning is huge because it that's the biggest time for, you know, when your body is taking in nutrients that's going to help you carry you through your day and give you your energy and your everything you need so that you don't crash and then reach for crappy snacks at 11 o'clock. Now, one thing that I was doing before was I was putting in a lot of fruit in my smoothies. And I really, I'm going to have to just burst your bubble and really make you not like me, but fruit is sugar. That's what it breaks down to. Yes, it's better for you than a bag of chips, but it all breaks down to sugar. And sugar is, that's when we, that makes our, that makes us crash and that makes us maintain the weight and it makes us put it on because our body goes into this state of, oh, now I'm hungry. So I need to burn it off and reach from other places and store this. And I'm very scientific, I know, but 
you have to look at what you're putting in your body. You know, instead of take having an apple and a banana and all these things in the morning, maybe cut one of those things out and, you know, spread it out throughout the week or, you know, add in some protein, add in some greens, add in some healthy fats, you know, like almond butter or, you know, put some coconut oil or an avocado and those things are going to keep you fuller longer and not have you crashing and reaching for things that are just going to have your blood sugar spike and then crash back down. So that's been big. And the smoothie that I make, I'm just going to tell you, it is from a book called Body Love by Kelly Levesque. It's wonderful. And she really goes into, as I was talking about, not nearly as eloquently and scientific as she is, but kind of blood sugar and how to elongate your blood sugar curve and what foods help you do that so that you can stay fuller longer and you're not reaching for snacks, you know, two hours after your breakfast because you're, you're not hungry because your body is, is full and it's able to sustain itself on the things that you've given it. So my smoothie that I make, it's just almond milk, it's, I do a handful or two of greens and I usually do a kale and spinach kind of mix that I just throw in the freezer so that it stays longer and it, I mean, it lasts forever. So in the, in the, in the freezer, if it's in the fridge, then it's going to go bad. But when you freeze it, you know, you can throw it in smoothies, you can still throw it in your food, you can do whatever you want with it, but you don't have to worry about it going bad. So I do almond milk, I do kale and spinach, a scoop of protein powder, um, a two tablespoons of chia seeds, and then two tablespoons of a healthy fat, which I'm not going to lie, I was doing coconut oil, but because it's been so hot, my coconut oil hasn't been mixing right, and my blender isn't the greatest, so like it's it hasn't been the right consistency, so I've switched to peanut butter again, because I haven't gotten any new almond butter yet. But so typically I would do almond butter or coconut oil, but right now peanut butter is what I have on hand. And it's just, it's not the greatest peanut butter in terms of health, but it's a healthy fat. So I'm, I'm telling myself it's fine and it's only two tablespoons. So you throw that in there, you just blend it all up. I throw in some ice just because I like it a little colder and um, a little bit thicker. You blend it all up, and then that's it. That's that's your breakfast. And you might be kind of thinking that's what you have for breakfast, and that's it. it. But it really does. It keeps me full, and I'm really not hungry until around 1 or 2 o'clock. And I have that smoothie about 7 or 8 in the morning. And it's, it does, it's good. You know, is it as good as, you know, a breakfast sandwich on an everything bagel? Absolutely not. But I'm hungry after that bagel. You know, I'm full and happy and great for a couple hours, but then I'm like, oh, well, what am I going to eat now? Because it's breaking down to sugar. Because that bagel is is not the things that my body needs to sustain itself. So the smoothie's huge. 
The fruit is huge. Prepping your meals ahead of time is huge. Exercising. Now, 30 minutes a day, minimum, that your heart rate is elevated. This doesn't mean walking back and forth around the house, okay? You need to be moving. And how easy is it to do that? Go for a walk a couple times in the day. You know, go for a long walk at night. Go for one in the morning. Do an exercise class. Find a gym buddy. Dance around. Have a dance party. You know, do if you have kids, play with your kids. If you don't have kids, find some. I bet you some of your friends have kids. And I mean, these are little things that it's, yeah, they're easy not to do, but they're also easy to do. How easy is it for you to find 30 minutes to go for a walk? I know for a fact you all have shoes and that you all have somewhere that you can walk around for 30 minutes. If you really can't go outside, walk around your house for 30 minutes. Do you have stairs? Walk up and down the stairs for 30 minutes. And you're going to see a change. It's just, it's, it's, an, it's effort. And that's what it comes down to. And it's the choices you make, especially around the not everyday activities and events. You know, like this past week, it was the 4th of July. Did I make all the choices I knew I should be making? No, I had ice cream. I had chips. I had cheeseburgers. It happens. But, you know, I'm going to recoup with, I have a salad with shredded chicken today. I have hard boiled eggs and overnight oats for breakfast. You know, it's just, you need to give your body the things that it needs and make the choices that you need to in order to get where you want to be. And now I want to sort of end this in saying that it's not about the number on the scale. And it's not about looking a certain way for other people or because you think that you should you should look this way or people have told you, you know, you you need to be skinny and no. It's all about our relationship with food and our relationship with ourselves. Because another thing I realized over this last week is I am the definition of an emotional leader. Food makes me feel better. A hundred million percent. I was stressed this week. What did I want to do? I wanted ice cream. When I couldn't get ice cream, what did I do? I found a bag of chips in my house and I ate about half of it. It's just a fact and it made me feel better in the moment. And then I didn't feel good because A, that wasn't things that were nourishing my body. And B... Because I knew I didn't need to be eating them, so I felt guilty about it. So once we can kind of rewrite this script around food and what we're doing with it and what we need from it and how we feel about ourselves, that's when things are going to be changing. And you're going to see a shift not only in your body and the way that you look, but the way that you feel. Food is something that should be enjoyed. It should be an enjoyable experience. Who wants to feel guilty when they're eating? Right? Guilt is not a great feeling. Why do you want to feel that when you're eating delicious things? You know, there is beautiful food that we are able to get our hands on. And 
once you realize that and realize the nutrition and the nourishment and the gift that we have in these foods that are accessible to us, then we can sort of realize that, okay, my body, this is all that I've got. It does so much for me. Let's start giving it the things that it deserves and that it needs. And then everything's going to shift. That was a that was a tough one, guys. And I'm really curious to hear what you guys thought about it and if you found anything useful. If you didn't, make sure you take a screenshot and post it to your Instagram stories so that other people can see that there's a new episode, can check out the podcast, and can hopefully get something from this because I think weight and food and our relationship with all of it is something that a lot of us struggle with and need some guidance and need some help and support with. And so I would love to have everybody listen to this and take something away and kind of start a conversation about it. So that starts with you guys. So put it out there, tag me, Caitlin Strott, and tell me what you thought about it. I can't wait to hear. I'll see you guys back here next week. Thank you.